Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up? Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the show. It is January 10th, 2024. Uh, Welcome to the new year, episode 401, and I'm excited about today's guest, uh, Nebraska Husker, ranked number three at 157 pounds, Peyton Robb. Peyton, welcome to the show. Welcome back, and uh, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm doing good. Um, Yeah, feeling good. Awesome. Um, I, I think a lot of people know, but if not, you know, the, the kind of the, the news with you ongoing stemming from last year, you, you had a great season. First of all, I, I think an undefeated regular season, um, you know, when you show up at big tens undefeated, is that where you expected to be? Or do you kind of look back and be like, huh? All right, sweet. Um, it's like always the goal right. and like to win as many matches as, as you can throughout the year. And it was kind of like just like one by one um, getting to that point. So then once I got to that point, it was like, oh, now I am. Like, it's not like I really had that set where that's exactly like a goal that I had going into the season, but it just ended up being that way with how I was performing and and just like the credit to all the work that I would put in. Um, and it just kind of got to that point eventually, you know, just taking it one at a time, but, but, uh, if you win them all, then you're undefeated by the end. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, you, you move in, you know, you drop a close one in the, in the finals at big tens, you come into nationals, having a great tournament, you make it to the semis. And I think somewhere around Friday, you start to not feel great. And then Saturday rolls around, you're not feeling good at all. You lose a, uh, I believe, overtime constant semi, and then like the wheels start coming off the bus, right? You're, you're throwing up after the match. You're you, you're not mm-hmm. your body was physically cold. I remember you saying this. You were on a couple months ago, right? You know, and like yeah, something's clearly wrong. Um, what and did you do? I, some of the details are fuzzy. Something felt off with your leg, or it was red. Is that right on, on Saturday? Um, so on Friday, even between my quarters and semis, I, it was like a bruise on my leg that was like starting to get bigger and bigger. And then um, that night, it, the bruise, or Saturday by this time Saturday morning, the bruise had gotten like pretty significant size, and. So I had my, to the point where I had my trainer 
uh, Tyler Wieda cover it up with like a pad because it was hurt. It hurt to the touch, um, pretty pretty bad. And so I had him covered up with a pad and like tape around it for that last match um, that I wrestled. And then later on that night, it had gone from a bruise to just being like red in my whole leg or my whole bottom leg from like my knee to my down to my foot was all swollen yeah at that point did you put did you put something together like all right i didn't just get bumped in my leg something's wrong and that's probably why i feel like crap i threw i didn't even wrestle for fifth you were hurting so bad um so that Mm -hmm. tells me how you know how, how bad you were hurting when did you kind of correlate that yeah this these are probably related and need to go get it checked out yeah um it was probably around that time after that match kind of midday of saturday um during like the break that i I was kind of piecing it together that something was wrong and then i went talked to my family and my mom with her mother instinct was like you definitely need to go get get that checked out she was the first one to say to tell me to to talk to we to get me to the hospital in oklahoma yeah so you went to the hospital in oklahoma if i recall you got antibiotics or something right and like here's a mm-hmm. a, a band-aid so to say take care of it yeah. you, get, you get home and then, then you, you know a bus ride that was super uncomfortable you slept the whole time and at home you're you're not doing well. I think your girlfriend saw you try to walk around and like, all right, mm-hmm. she's not having it. Yeah, she she saw me try to get up because uh, I'd been laying in bed the whole time and I had been helped up to our apartment by her and, and Brock Hardy. And so I'd been laying in bed the whole time and then a couple hours passed and I tried to get up and go to the bathroom and she saw me trying to walk and she was like, yeah, we need to get him to the hospital. So she called my parents and was like, to like talk to them about it and then they collectively were like yeah you're gonna you gotta go to the hospital yeah did they, did they know how bad it was right away or how long did it take them to, to figure out what was going on um they right away they knew that i remember that night um by then they knew that i was going into or i was in sepsis so like your body's like shutting down and i was having like organ failures um and blood pressure problems and all all sorts of problems and so by that night they knew that there was a lot wrong um from a vital standpoint and then it wasn't until a couple days later that they like diagnosed what what was going on with my leg like when you take organ failure, do you do you feel any of the like? Is it just something that's happening, or do you like no? Ow, my kidney hurts, my liver, my lung. Is it like? Do you feel something um, wrong, or is it just something that they told you that's happening? We know I, it's bad. Yeah, it's more like they tell you what's happening. I mean, obviously, I wasn't feeling good as a whole. Yeah. Um. I think the best way to describe it would be like when you're really, really coming down with some, when you're sick and, but it's like that to like a whole nother extent, um, it's where your whole body just like feels just completely awful. Um, but I couldn't really feel any of that 
besides like it being hard to breathe once they were putting IVs in me to counteract that and having like, cause that swells your organs up a little bit. Um, and so it makes it hard to breathe. And so I could feel that it was hard to breathe on top of feeling like, just like crap. Yeah. Uh, so they tell you these things. Clearly there's something going on with your leg. I'm sure they put it together. When, when, you know, give me the progression of like, okay, this, this is what's wrong with you. Hey, we're going to have to, we're going to have to cut your leg open and, and, you know, get in there and probably take it out or, you know, how, how do they explain to you what they were going to do? Um, so yeah, we get there and they tell me that everything is wrong with my vitals and stuff and they have to get that fixed up before they can start, uh, doing anything about my leg because at that time my leg was still just swollen and red um like really it was really swollen and red but it was was it spreading was it was it going further or getting more red or like you know was it progressing um they wrote lines or they drew lines on on my leg to see like where it it was and it but once i got to the hospital it kind of stayed where where it was at that point the redness did yeah um and then the next couple days they started uh getting my vitals in order and but during that time like part of my on the on my shin was starting to get like black or like darker and then i was starting to have uh like blisters come pop through the skin in those black spots and so that's it was like four or five days later when those got started to get like um concerning and that's when they had an orthopedic surgeon come in and he was as soon as he saw he was dead serious he was like we have to get this or we have to do something about this now like get you in surgery as soon as possible and and you have to be okay that if we if we go in to surgery that we're going to take out anything that's infected, um, whether that be a large portion of your leg or just what's in, in there. We won't know until we get in there. But uh, we're going to have to take out whatever's infected to, to stop this. Was that the point when – I remember you saying something like uh, – I knew it was a big deal, but – I was uh, almost like overly confident or like naive to how bad the situation could have been, right? Which could be a good thing because you're just like, I got this, I got this. When really it's like, oh my God, this is probably worse. And I realized you had that positive mindset. Was that the point when it kind of hit you like, oh wow. This, when, when an orthopedic surgeon came in and said that, like we got to take it all out, maybe part of part, half of your leg or whatever he said. Like was that when it sunk in how, how – real this was yeah that was definitely the most serious moment of my time in the hospital and um that's when i had snyder had just came in um the hospital to check on me and so going before him before that surgery i had uh my parents and and my girlfriend and and him in there with me and and um it was just a lot of emotion, and I remember Doc hugging me and, and telling me that I'm going to get through whatever 
whatever has to be done. And, um, and so I remember shedding a few tears with him and, and my family. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely the most serious point of my trip to the hospital. And when you say doc, do you mean Dr. Brian, Brian Snyder? Okay. <laughs> I was like, is yeah. that the actual doctor? That's nice Sorry. Yeah. Name. That's, That's okay. I guess that is confusing with, with there being doctors at the hospital. Yeah. yeah I meant, yeah. uh, yeah, really close to that doctor. I gave him a big hug, and that's great. Yeah. Dr. Brian Coach Schneider. Uh, mm-hmm. So, how, the first surgery, was there a bunch of surgeries, or was it, I'm blurring my words here. Was there a bunch mm-hmm. of surgeries, or was there just one, and then, you know, the pictures we're going to see here in a little bit are all the phases of healing? Um. So, the, I had six six surgeries to get infection out and then also one skin graft surgery but the pictures only the the first couple that I had sent to you um are from kind of in between surgeries and then there's one or two or there's a couple after my last debridement surgery, which is where they cut stuff out, and then there's a couple after my skin graft surgery. And so, when they're, oh, go ahead. Oh no, continue. When they're doing this, are you awake for the surgeries as they're cut your leg open or taking stuff out, or they put you put you under? No, they put put you under with the anesthesia. Okay. Thank uh, goodness. Yeah, no, and I guess um, the ones we got, I guess they're maybe they're different stages here but let's let's uh warning anybody watching this this these are some pretty gruesome photos so um if you get sick easily or whatever maybe look away or just know that we're going to show you some open wounds good way to here. start your morning yeah yeah uh <laughs> but uh let, let's pull these these photos over here and take a look at them just kind of t- tell me through like are these all at the same time i think maybe one of the rights of when it's a little bit more healed but uh yeah so the two on the middle one and the one on the left are kind of can't remember if it's at no it would be in between some of the surgeries where they cut out um the infected area and so they had to cut down in and into a little bit of muscle but most mostly the superficial tissue um but they cut pretty deep and they had to cut under the the muscle a little bit so it's kind of on that picture in the middle you can see the gauze like tucked in there pretty tight so though that's gauze on the in the middle picture that's tucked into the wound on that side and on the left side is after some gauze was or the gauze on that side was pulled out and you can see how how deep they cut cut in um, to get out the infection. And then the one on the right is after my last abridement surgery, which, um, <clears throat> so it was my sixth one. And on, during that one, they also at the end, they put over it, the, the wounds, a synthetic skin graft cover and stitch that in um, so they could wait for the tissue to kind of 
expand back out to be level with the rest of my leg before they do an actual skin graft. When you uh, come to, and at some point you looked at your leg for the first time and saw that, right? what do you, did you know, I mean, you knew they were going to cut with your leg and take some stuff up, but you probably didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. What was your initial reaction to looking down at your leg and seeing the pictures we just saw? Um, it was kind of just like, you're, sh- you're shocked, like, um, I don't even know. That's why I, like, on some of those, it was just like, I took out my phone to take pictures because I was like, this is wild. Like, yeah, like, I don't even know what to say right now. I just gotta, gotta make sure I save a picture of this because <laughs> this is, this is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, let's, um, I, let's go to let's pull up the next ones. And is this is, is the timeline? So this is they cut on, and I didn't realize this until the, today, this morning, right before the show. You're telling me like they cut on both sides of your leg, on either side of your shin, right? And that's kind of what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the one on the left is the outside of my leg, and the one on the right is the inside of my leg. And um, what's that white? So that's you not your see, bone, is it? That white line? It's it's my tendon. Okay. On that leg. And then you can see on the picture on the right, kind of some of the infected area that's that's black that they would still have to cut out because that's in between some some of the surgeries. Uh, and I believe this is before the pictures of that I had with the gauze and one side with the gauze pulled out, um, and where they still had to go in and and cut out. A, a little bit more of the infection. What does that feel like? Not that anybody's touching it with their hands, I, I don't think, unless they have gloves on or whatnot, but like, what does that feel to the to the touch, the touch of gauze, the touch of anything that's pressing against it? I, I'm My thought is like, ah, anything you press against mm-hmm. that's going to hurt like hell, but maybe not, or maybe it was numb still, or what did it feel like to the touch? Um... So those those first two pictures where the one had the gauze in it and and the one didn't that was right after they had pulled the gauze out of of that right side and yeah. um that was probably the worst pain that I had felt in the hospital like I had to put headphones in and um we to put a sheet over my head so I wouldn't look at it and was squeezing my hand and stuff, and I was still like bawling the whole time because yeah. they ju- they were just pulling it out, and yeah, it, I just remember it, it's like you're ner- it's so it was so sensitive, and and they were just pulling that out, and my mom had to leave the room because she couldn't watch, you know, like they're hurting my baby type yeah. of type of thing. Um, and after that, we had them um, not do the other side because it hurt that bad, and we waited till um, I was in the burn unit at at uh, the next hospital to where they were a little bit more equipped with open wounds um, to take out that other the gauze on the other side. All right, uh, we got another set of pictures. We can we can maybe pull over and maybe walk us through the, the timeline here. Are these around the same, or the one on the left maybe looks a little different? But I don't know if it's just the angle. So the last one from the last set of pictures and the first and the one on the left from this set are when they first put that synthetic uh, graft 
over over the open spots. Um, and then, so when they did that, it was still like the, the tissue hadn't come out to be level with, with the rest of my leg yet. And then you can see on the, the one in the middle and the one on the right that the tissue had kind of grown a little bit out and they had cut portions out a little bit. And so it was getting closer to where they wanted it to be um, to put on the real skin grafts where the, the skin would be level across. Yeah. And, and from, you know, the first picture to here, or like how much time has lapsed and during that time, are, 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 is it covered or is it open? Um, so the first pictures, the ones with the open wound in the gauze are from later in March. And then the ones where the synthetic graft looks pretty clean are from April. And then these, these, this one in the middle and the one on the right right now are from, I believe, May. Um, and I had to keep it covered the whole time. Yeah. Um, I actually had to do changes at home once I got into the hospital because these ones in the middle and on the right, I was an outpatient and then I'd come back in to get it checked out. Um, but I had to walk on crutches for a bit to keep the stitches from, from tearing. And, um, and I, I did put on a coat of, I can't remember what it was called, but it was to make like the bandages not stick to, to the wounds. Cause they were still like kind of leaking a little bit, you know? Um, oh my gosh. but, uh, and then I had to put on this stuff that had like, it was like minerals or something to, to heal this, to help heal the skin and then wrap all that up, um, into like a, like a, basically a cast almost, and then walk around on crutches on that. So it was, it was covered up most of the, almost the whole time until that real skin graft was pretty, pretty healed. And, and to that, you talked about the pain of the gauze and taking the gauze out and the, the immediate pain of, the fresh wound over time did that subside like you're you're having to change this thing on your leg probably daily or multiple times a day like how painful or not was that and and relative to the worst yeah changing the gauze and that and that kind of stuff didn't really hurt at all every once in a while i get caught on it a little bit and it might sting for a second but yeah. um relative to when I was in the hospital and we we're doing all those, like the gauze changes and that kind of stuff like that, that was way worse than having to do my own band changes where I'm just wrapping it up. Uh -huh. Um, so once I got through that part, there wasn't a ton of time where it was super painful besides the actual skin graft. That was the next like time where it really hurt. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, get these next set of pictures over. It looks like probably the left is earlier and the two on the right are the same time. Yes. Beyond. Yeah. So the left one is kind of with those other ones where the, the tissue had grown out to the point to be flat with um, the rest of my skin. And so it was just about ready to do the actual skin graft. And then the two, the one in the middle and the one on the right right now are, um, 
after that, the real skin graft, the auto skin graft that they took from my upper uh, leg. And then they were, they used staples to uh, to secure that. I remember that taking the staples out was actually a, a pretty bad experience too. Not bad experience, but painful experience. Yeah, no, I'm. I got stitches in my arm a couple years ago, and like a few stitches took them out. I was like sweating. I thought I was gonna puke. I'm like, man, I'm a baby. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine if I had staple like putting them in, taking them out. Ah. Yeah, I remember my girlfriend was in the room watching as they were taking the staples out, and and they had a, a cold, like, rag, wet rag for me to put on my head, and I had to give it to her because she was standing up behind me, <laughs> and she looked like she was as white as a ghost and about passed out. Man. She's there by your side, though. That, that's, that's, a, that's a great woman. Yeah. She was there uh, the whole time. Yeah. So, so uh, those last pictures we saw, the ones that were the most – furthest away from the injury when was that like i think may was the last one was these like june where it's kind of covered and i think the skin graft was over it no staples these were in the middle of may okay okay and then man do we have a picture of that skin graft um the one that's like his upper leg uh that was the last one i sent shortly before we started, and we'll work on getting that if you can, Amanda. But but explain to me what a skin graft is, because I didn't know until until you told me, Peyton. Yeah, so they basically just peel off the top layer of your skin and um, try to get it all in one sheet, pretty much. And then they sew it onto the rest of your skin, and and it has your your or sewed onto the rest of your tissue right there. And basically, they had to wait for that other tissue to be ready and, and read the way it was. Um, they they looked for more specific things than I can remember, but um, they sew it on, and then hopefully it it takes and and uh, and then it's basically like a once it heals, it's like kind of like leather on your own skin. What does it feel like? Or does it change over? It probably changes over time. Um. So I have no feeling. Well, on I mean, the, for, if on you're, the... from your hand, like to the touch, can you put your hand on it and, and feel oh. it, or is it like no, nah, it would hurt? It's like it's just basically super smooth. It just feels like like leather, pretty much. Yeah. Um, like if you had a leather couch, it just feels like that. If you're rubbing your hands across that, sure. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much the only way I can describe it. It's pretty smooth, though. Sure. And this is that we were you were explaining just a moment ago what a skin graft is, and I didn't know. I'm sure there's people mm-hmm. watching this who probably don't know that. Right? Am I right, Peyton? That's the skin graft. They're, mm-hmm. they're they take a machine or something and scrape skin off your thigh and plop it on your leg or to your yeah. So they had taken the the skin. There's a long spot on on my thigh for the outside of my leg because that was a little bit longer and bigger and then there's that that shorter side of the skin graft spot on my thigh that was for the inside of my leg um and then they had this this like medicated gauze that was on top and you can see part of part of it that was left um, on the left on there that white spot on my thigh yep, yep. um 
that was like medicated gauze, but it had covered the whole thing. But as your skin graft kind of heals, you can peel that off a little bit and eventually it falls off. Um, but yeah, it was just like, that was one of the worst parts too. I know I've said it a couple times that like, that was, oh, that was one of the worst <laughs> parts, but there are a lot of, there was a lot of worse parts. Um, and, and that, that's, so that skin graft, like obviously the, the, where you had the infection has to heal, but the skin graft has to heal too, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that medicated gauze is for. Um, cause I mean, obviously that's a open wound too, and you can get stuff there. So they keep that covered with medicated gauze until it's ready to, um, get taken off. But yeah, it, it's that part of my leg is pretty much back to normal color skin color now. But if I'm like working out or something, you can still see like the outline or like the red. It's like a little bit more red than than the rest of my leg. Sure. And we have like a, our final one or two pictures here are from did you say July or August or something like yeah. that? Let's let's take a look at these and kind of talk me through these here. Yeah, those are from June. Maybe a couple of weeks after I'd gotten the staples out of the skin graft, and you can see it's kind of like around the outside, it's more scarred and attached um, there. And so that's the most similar to what it looks like now, but the color has gotten a little bit closer to the rest of uh, the skin on my leg. Um, but that's pretty similar to what it looks like now. Um, this is, and that was yeah. June. Do you still have to keep it where you keep, did it still have to stay covered or at what point did they say, no, leave it uncovered or at that point they just wanted it to be, so I had to wear like compression sleeve over it for a while. Um, and try to keep it, uh, like moisturized cause that skin doesn't have like hair follicles or, or sweat glands in it that are working anymore. So there's no way to, to, for it to do that on its own. So I had to do that. Um, and then, but a little bit after that, that's when I could, didn't have to have to cover it up. Were you wear shorts? And I go to the grocery store and get looks like, what the hell happened to this guy's life? Yeah. Sometimes I, I would go out and I don't know. At first, I was, like, a little bit, like, I didn't want to, like, I just wanted to wear long pants. Yeah, yeah. But after a little bit, I was like, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, can, can you show us what it looks like now? Like, right now? Can you point your phone or iPad or computer or whatever? So. All right. Yeah. And you said it just feels smooth. Like no, is hair going to grow there? No, no sweat, no hair. No hair, no sweat, and it, it's like I don't have feeling on this spot right here. Like wherever there's that skin graft, I don't have like feeling um, in those spots. So it doesn't really. I don't really notice it when I'm wrestling or nothing like that, or even just walking or daily life at this point. You ever think about just like getting a tattoo? If you can't feel it, throw a t- couple tattoos on there. They said I have to wait two years. To oh, so you've asked. Yeah. Um, Are you thinking about doing that? 
I was mostly joking, but I don't know yet. It's kind of a tattoo in its own, you know. 100%. Um, so it's yeah. I think tattoos kind of like mark a portion or like a like a time in your life, but that kind of already does it. Maybe I tattoo around around it. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, and I I forget exactly when we we talked like this before. You know, it shows all the pictures, but. It was last spring, summer, probably, and you didn't know, right? You're like, I, I hope I'm gonna get to wrestle next year. But I don't know, mm-hmm. right? You were still in the that phase of things. When was it clear? It was like, all right, I'm gonna be good. I am gonna get to wrestle. This is your COVID year, right? This is your your free year, mm-hmm. right? At what point were you like, legs gonna be good? I'm gonna be able to wrestle. Um, it was probably getting into like the preseason, so maybe like, like October ish, yeah, or no, September, September. probably early, September in the fall is probably when. At some point in September is probably when I knew that I was feeling good enough to be able to compete this year. And so May, I mean March, April, May, June, July, August. So about a half a year, give or take, you're off the mat. Mm-hmm. You've been wrestling mm-hmm. uh, 20 years or you know, 15, 20 years probably. Uh, when's the last time you took six months and didn't wrestle at once? Well, I, I was probably off the mat for like four months, but – Knowing that I was going to wrestle Got this it. year, compete this year, was probably in September. But um, up to that point, I probably wasn't doing 100% what I had in the past before, like yeah. in, before the season. Um, but yeah, taking that much time off, even, even that much time, like four months off of time. wrestling, I've never really done that before either um, since I was little kid so it was super weird i would go into like the practice room every day and do rehab with Weta and sit on the bench uh, on the side of our wrestling room and kind of just watch all the wrestling guys wrestle and you know start getting the itch to get out there and like just watching you like ah i wish i could go do that with with my team um kind of feel left out a little bit but Sure. Uh, I made sure to go into the room as as much as I could, whenever I could, to to watch and be with the team and do rehab and lift. Was it like riding a bike? What was there any ring rust? Uh, you know, taking that much time off and then and then coming back to it. Yeah, there. I mean, there was a little bit. I remember first before I started wrestling, I was doing stance in motion. It was like the first thing I did on the mat when I first got to put my shoes back on and uh stance and motion felt a little bit weird for a little bit and then once i got to uh do that for a little bit and start drilling it was a little off at first but then real quickly it just kind of got back into rhythm to where i was before yeah uh and you, you came back like a bat out of hell i was looking at your stats you I think 14 wins, nine pins or techs or something like that. Um, 
feel feeling like you're back to where you left off? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I did just take a take a loss the other night, but you know, you can learn from those and and I wasn't upset with my effort or performance. It was just a couple things that need to be tweaked and um but I still feel like I have a great shot to win the whole thing this year and and that's my goal um to go out and and try to get on the top of that podium. Yeah. And and a couple things about that loss. Um I guess first to the match itself, you uh, uh you got like I think a reversal in the third period to tie it with like 30 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. I think you, you hit a uh you return him and then you got back up and I think you cut him and may, was there some confusion on time or score or, or something? Yeah, I didn't really know how much time was left. Um but it doesn't really matter at this point. But uh, I still had a little bit of time to try to go get a takedown. Didn't didn't do it. But yeah, I, I, w- I wasn't quite sure how much time was left. I thought I had a little bit more time. Sure. Uh, and, and I like I like the way you know. Obviously, nobody wants to lose. Um, but you don't seem distraught over it, and you you mm-hmm. weren't distraught over your effort, which is great. Uh, and I don't know. Is there some? We all know everybody would love to go undefeated forever. But is there something mm-hmm. maybe to like? All right, that's I'm not worried about that. And I think I that loss happened. Whatever shit happens, but I don't have that monkey on my back. That's not a thing anymore. And maybe it never was, but you know, could taking a loss be a good thing in the sense of, all right, forget about the undefeated. Let's just yeah, wrestle. for sure. It definitely could be, and that's the thing that I've talked about with my coaches, like Terrell especially, is. Um, like last year, I feel like at the kind of at the end of the year, I was holding on a little bit more in in my matches and wasn't quite pushing the pace or looking to dominate, and that could be attributed sometimes to you know holding on to that maybe undefeated, and so um, not that I just want to take a loss to to get <laughs> rid of that this year, but uh, if there is a, a positive side to to that, then then that could definitely be it where um, maybe that makes me go a little bit more, even balls to the walls, and, and just look to dominate more matches um, and avoid holding on in, in matches to win. Can you couple that with any new perspective you've gained through this whole experience of, I don't think you ever thought your life was in danger. Maybe it was more than you realized, but definitely, I don't know about my leg, and I definitely don't know if I'll ever get to wrestle again. Has any... Mm-hmm. perspective plus you know taking a loss or whatever maybe something you can take from that through the rest of the season yeah I mean obviously I'm grateful to be able to, to wrestle this season and uh, and I think that going through that that stuff it's like oh I've been through something maybe even bigger or more important um, in terms of life threatening um that a loss on the mat isn't in like the grand scheme of things like they're not they're not at the same level and so i think that helps me to move on and have a positive mindset from losses or even wins not get too hung up on wins either yeah that's a great point uh man you're you're at your it's it's the sprint if you will right you're on your fifth year of eligibility, last semester. 
Does it feel mm -hmm. like it's gone like that? Because like when you're a freshman, you're like, oh, this is gonna be forever. This is hard stuff. And then you turn around, and you're yeah. like, holy crap. Are you experiencing that? Definitely. To the max, it's like, it feels like I was just with all my guys in the dorms and, and it doesn't seem that long ago that, that that was the case. And now it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the last half a season of my college career. Um, so I'm just trying to kind of let it soak in and, and, uh, and kind of just take in all the, all the moments and have fun with my teammates and enjoy the, the, la the whole, the whole ride. When you look back at, at your time since, you know, day one stepping foot on campus at Nebraska to today, like what moments, you know, when you th just, I say that, what moments stick out in your mind, whether it's the dorms, the bus rides, this duel, that tournament, practice, messing around, you know, on the weekend, whatever. Like what things stick out to you right now? Um, yeah, I think just the dorms with, with the guys in my class, stick out and I lived with all the guys in my class too one the year after I was in the dorms um in a six-person house so so that sticks out to me um and then wrestling with JB and James and, and and Berger and Snyder that those moments always stick out to me and then yeah just kind of I've never lived in the same place twice well I've been here I've moved every single every single year um so it kind of just when i think about those moments i think about where i was living at the time too um so just the different houses and different roommates that i had kind of stick out to me and then all all my teammates you know i'm the i'm the oldest one the last one that i came in with you know so um thinking about all the teammates through the years that i've had is, is pretty cool hell yeah awesome man well uh i appreciate you coming on here and really kind of getting the nitty-gritty and, and and going through everything that happened and the, and the different the stages. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, the, it's the last part of the last season. So excited for you to, to have that opportunity to, to live through that and, you know, chase your dream of, of being a national champion, which I think we all know is, is very much uh, a very real possibility. So, you know, thanks for coming on. And I want to kind of give you the, the final opportunity to say anything you might want to say before we let you move on with your day. Yeah, just uh, thanks everybody for for being interested in in uh, my story, and um, I know I've had a lot of support out there, and so thanks to everybody that that gave me that support, and thanks to all the people around me and the people just in in the wrestling community. Awesome. Well, Peyton, as, as you head into Big Ten dual season and then conference and nationals, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I'm sure I'll run into you at one of these events, and, uh, man, go kick some ass. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, man. Have a great day. We'll see you. Yep. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Uh, I hope that nobody uh, got too worked up or, or woozy, but those were some intense photos, uh, and it's kind of an intense story. But I appreciate Peyton coming on sharing that with us and uh man we're just glad he's fully healed and recovered and has an opportunity to to chase his dream so thanks so much for tuning in y'all and we'll see you next time bye-bye